Hello and welcome to Case Reopened, the number one Detective Conan rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Trees, and joining me, as always, is the one, the only, the Shinichi Kudo to my Conan Edogawa, uh, Kyle <laughs> Bradford. How's it going? It's me. It's going great. We're going to talk about Conan. That means that we're having a good time. Yeah, we have two exciting episodes today. Uh, they're both uh, adapted from the manga, so it's by that hack Goshi Oyama. But uh, a loser. Before we get into episode thirty-one, which is the television station murder case um, that aired on September second, nineteen ninety-six, we have a new opening. Like uh, we teased this last week, we're done with Doki Doki Heart. And now we've moved on to Fill Your Heart by Velvet Garden. Um, so we're, we're sticking with that heart theme, which I like. But uh, what were your thoughts on the big switch up? I was expecting something very bad just because I thought Doki Doki was such a banger. You know, you can't top it. But it turns out Fill Your Heart, not that bad. Yeah, it's Velvet a good Garden tune. also sounds like the band that Slash was in for that little while. Uh, I think that's Velvet Underground. Yeah, same thing, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a good tune. Um, I was jamming out to it a bit. Like, at first, you're so, you're so used to Doki Doki at first that it's kind of jarring when they do the, the new opening, right. but I'm, I'm feeling it now. Now that we've we've tasted two episodes and had it, like, I'm, I'm feeling it. It's a cool, like, intro, too. Yeah, we get the detective boys in it, which I'm sure you were happy to see. Hell yeah. My kids. You see them posing with the professor. And one thing that is interesting is for each opening, Conan gives a different speech. And for Doki Doki, he said, My name's Conan Edogawa. High school student Shinichi was forced to take a drug that shrunk him. Although smaller, my mind remains that of a sharp detective. And now it's, as times change, difficult cases increase in number. And what a classic. It's true. Like, he probably didn't know how much it was going to increase in numbers to, like, 900 plus. But boy, does it. It sounds like that Bob Dylan song. As time change, difficult case increase in number. Yeah. The classic <laughs> Bob Dylan tune. So, this episode is, uh, I think we've only had one other case where we knew the murderer, basically, from the get-go. Um, so... Right. This was t- a different type of episode than what we normally get here. And the show opened with a television producer named Suwa getting a call from uh, one of his talent named Matsuo. And he wants to book a private meeting between the two. Uh, Suwa agrees, but he says it's the last time. After we see Matsuo looking at a photo of the two and saying, Yeah, it will be the last time. Ha ha ha. <laughs> and he tosses the photo away and then he gets his gun out and he shoots him right in the head. Which is what like, a good shot. Yeah, what a cool guy Matsuo is. And it's weird. Cause oh, wait, he, hold on. Back up, back up. What is the building that they're at? They're at a TV station, right? Yeah. And what was like on the building? Did you catch it? No, I didn't. Well, the TV station's name is N-U-T. Nut. 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 Wow. And it's pretty cool. I just wanted us to you know make sure that we said that on the air. Yeah, shout out to Nut, our sponsors for this episode. <laughs> Yeah. After you use the big one, make sure to nut. <laughs> on TV. On television. Yeah, he's, he's quite the shot, though. Um, it's weird because when you see Matsuo, he looks like the dorkiest, like, Japanese, like, salary man. 
Like he, he looks very right. generic, but then he's this awesome badass shooting shit. So like, uh, it's kind of cooler than you'd think. And then we is it cool? We fast forward to the next morning, and it shows Matsuo hosting his television show, which focuses on mysteries in Japan. And as luck would have it, their guest today is none other than Kagoro. How did you how did you like about this little uh, how they set up Kagoro being involved? Oh, I loved it. I mean. Uh, right from the get-go, you can obviously assume something's going wrong if Kogoro's there. But the little bit that he has where he's talking to the hosts, it's very fun. So let's wait until, like, case closed, like, really change up the formula. And there's one episode where there's not a case. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, like... Like a true filler episode. Yeah, just wait. Like, <laughs> nobody gets killed. There's no big drama happening. It's just, like, Coden hanging out for a day. It'll happen sooner or later. <laughs> Uh, as um, so Kogoro is asked about his hardest uh, cases and he says usually when I solve cases I get very drowsy and I end up not remembering a thing uh, the crowd laughs at it while Conan's like yeah because you actually are sleeping and then during a commercial break Matsuo says that he's been feeling sick and he asks the staff to check where Suwa is Sim revealed that Matsuo is great with a gun and has stabilized ratings for the show but despite that, Suwa plans on replacing him with a beautiful female announcer, uh, and he was going to add perverted segments to make ratings double. What a genius, Kyle. Going to be some uh, Spike TV over here. Yeah, he's like, you know what this mystery show needs? A broad with some big kahunas. Going to turn this show into Stripperella. That classic. Yeah, and I got to say, Kyle, while Case Reopens downloads have stabilized with you here, I was thinking of replacing you with a a hot broad and add some perverted segments into it. You know what? I would shoot you, but I think it'd be better that way. <laughs> what kind of perverted segments could we do on a podcast? <laughs> Especially with Conan. Oh, you could do like an ASMR radio play. I think we've already done that. No, that's true. <laughs> that was last week. <laughs> we've already gone down the ASMR rabbit hole. <laughs> So Kogoro impresses Conan after they start talking about cellular phones and how they're not secure. You actually don't need a bug to listen to the radio waves. He then makes an example by pretending to make a call, inviting a woman over for a hot date. It then says that anybody can be listening in. And so Kogoro's big advice to the crowd is that for <laughs> all those who are cheating on a loved one, make sure you don't get careless. He's so what good. What a legend. He's so what good. What a legend. Uh I love Kagura. I'm so excited to figure out, I mean, we'll get to it later, but I'm so excited to figure out what happened with Kogoro. Uh, the show then takes a four-minute break to air a mystery segment. Sue gets a call, and it's Mitsuo. He says that he wants him to hear his last words and that he's going to jump off the building. Sue then looks up out the window, and that's when he's shot to death. So Mitsuo tricked him there. He then returns before the break is over and said that he left temporarily because he was feeling sick. They then reveal that the during the little mystery segment that the younger sister was the culprit. Ah, and the show ends. Um, after like Conan gets it like immediately. Yeah, he's such a little dick about it too. <laughs> Matsuo is talking to Kogoro backstage when an assistant says that Sua has disappeared. Matsuo tells him to check the meeting room, and that's when the body is discovered. The elevator is broken, so everybody has to take the stairs in order to reach Sua. Conan is immediately suspicious of Matsuo and believes he's the culprit. 
Uh, that's when the police arrive. Would you arrive. be suspicious? Yeah, you should be suspicious. Of this guy, though? Would you be suspicious of him? Well, the thing that made him suspicious was that he said to check the meeting room when he supposedly right. didn't know where he was. Who? Didn't we figure out earlier, though, that that's where he was? I think, I, like, I think the viewers did. I don't think, like, the people... Okay, yeah. I'm feeling stuff up in my head. Okay. So Megary and the police arrive, and they talk about how the bullet pierced his head and then went through the window. There are three other bullets in the room. Two were behind a poster, and one was next to a clock. And then they found four shell casing in the corner. Kegara says that it's an open and shut case because there's only one entrance and obviously no way to escape. Staff then says that they didn't see anybody enter the room because Sua kicked everybody out prior uh, to the murder happening. Matsuya says that the victim had promised that they'd say something important afterwards. And that's when Conan points out that someone might have heard something since he was on his cell phone. As they exit the room, uh, a bunch of press, the fine members of the press, try to get answers from Matsuo. <laughs> and then he gives this big speech being a hero. He says, of course, there was talk of the show being canceled, but Suwa said he wanted it to keep me as the host. I declare this here and now. I'm going to honor his request and continue the show. And then he even says that they'll cover his murder on the show and try to find the murder. What a scumbag. How slimy. Yeah. What a fucking. That kind of rolls though, like having a mystery show and then creating your own mystery for you guys to solve. Like <laughs> but the, it's murder. The fucking balls <laughs> that takes, man. Imagine if like they figured it out though. <laughs> well, like, uh, and you'd have to, you'd have to sit did. there and do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be, he'd, he'd be really nervous there. Oh, you did it. It was you. It's like, just imagine if the dude from America's Most Wanted was actually, like, doing, like, armed burglaries and shit, and then sharing dramatizations on the show. Like, wouldn't that really... That sounds badass. The ultimate grift. It really is. Uh, and so then we get an interaction with Megary and his assistant, whose name is uh, Suwa. Oh, wait, no, no, sorry. I fucked up. I apologize. So Megary finds out that his uh, that the that one of the assistants at the TV station called Tua at eight fifteen and talked to him, but then he didn't answer his phone at eight fifty five. So that puts the death within that forty minute span. Matsua says that the assistant called because he was trying to figure out where they were meeting later. Kegura then mentions that there was a four minute window where Matsua could have done something. Matsua says he just went to the bathroom and that it's impossible to run this room. From this room, from the studio, and then back in that amount of time. He says it takes six minutes. Then they have Kogoro try to run it, which is a really funny scene. <laughs> and it takes him almost seven minutes. And then we see Detective Takagi, who hasn't really had been named yet. But he's always like the secondary guy on the police squad. And he becomes a much more important character later. But I wanted to point him out because he's a character that appears in the anime a lot earlier then he actually appears in the manga. So he actually appeared ah. in the anime first, and then he becomes a character in the manga. We'll get, like, his first, like, episode that's kind of, like, focused on him. Like, about 100 episodes from now. But <laughs> I did just want to point out, like, that this character's here. He kind of has, like, spiky hair. And he's, like, a dorky-looking detective guy. But uh, So is it, like, a popular demand thing that, like, he got more uh, runtime in the anime? Not really. It was, I think... He just wanted, I think the creator just wanted to, like, flesh out the police force, and then he used one of the designs that, like, the anime team had been using. Ah, uh, okay. Um, but yeah, so that's a 
interesting thing because you don't see many characters that like appear in the anime and then come to the manga. So, you know, 99% of the time it's the other way around. Sure. Uh, where are we at? Kagero, uh, yeah, his run is so funny because he's so out of breath after it. It's a really <laughs> You'd good imagine scene. that Kogoro would be like pretty fit though. But he drinks a lot of beer, man. Like he can't uh, be super fit. That's fair. I just assume since he was like, he used to be good at kung fu or whatever. A uh, judo. Judo, right, right, right. Yeah, you would know that. And um, they check the security cameras. There's no footage of Matsuo anywhere. And Matsuo remarks that since there's no evidence, he must be innocent. And then Conan is caught walking up the staircase trying to figure out the case. When he runs into Ron, he chastises him for not being in with her. But uh, she was actually just lost the entire time, which is really funny. It's a really cute character moment for Ron because she didn't want to admit that she was lost. And she just yeah, adorable. blames him. Um, she admits that the TV station is built like a maze. And then Conan explains that television stations are intentionally made like this so that terrorists can't take them over. Did you know that, Kyle? Is that real? Who knows? But I'm going to believe Conan. <laughs> sure. The only time I've been to a TV station, it didn't seem particularly crazy but i don't think many terrorists are trying to hijack like central pennsylvania television stations like this is where we'll get our message out you know if you were trying to hijack a tv station what would be your message to the world um I'd tell them all to subscribe to case reopen and tell hell yeah get our hell podcast yeah. numbers up subscribe uh, he then realizes there must be a shortcut or path that allowed for matsuya to get there and back Within that four minute span, uh, Kenan then stumbles upon the storage room and realizes that it's directly in front of the murder, where, uh, the room where the murder took place. He initially thinks that they climbed down a rope to infiltrate the room, but the dead body's location made no sense. He then notices the bloodstain uh, end at the edge of the window and that there was no blood on the window frame, which is strange. Kenan then overhears Megari and Takagi talking about how they still haven't figured out who the victim was talking to. Kenan says it must have been the murderer, but he still doesn't understand why he'd call that person that he was about to kill. Kenan then figures it out and runs outside. He confirms his suspicions when he finds a bullet mark on the sidewalk. Um, I gotta say, like these episodes are kind of weird to watch, especially when they show so much about the murder. Because it's not even like we were trying to figure out the trick. Because we mm. already knew the trick. Like, um, compared to one of the earlier episodes, like the, I think the first time they did this was the guy that like shot his friend and he got all these photos with like Conan and he had his watch and he was missing his watch. Like there's nothing for us to figure out here, which is kind of odd. Sure. Yeah. I get what you're saying. We know it feels like busy work. Here. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a strange episode in that aspect because usually we're trying to figure out who did it. And then usually when they do these episodes that uh, we know who did it, we're trying to figure out how they did it, but we already know everything as a viewer. So we're kind of just waiting for like the characters to play catch up, which is kind of a weird situation for the show. Yeah. They sort of spoiled the whole thing. Yeah. I can't really think of any other times the show does it like that. Sh- they usually leave more to the imagination and, you know, fill out the blanks throughout. So you're still learning stuff and theorizing because there's nothing to theorize here. Which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it would make sense if there was like other character stuff going on, but like there's literally nothing else going on in, in this episode. So, yeah, because I realized this because I'm not like ask, like 
usually during these recaps, <laughs> I'm, you know, stopping at points and asking you how you felt during this moment. But there's nothing really to break down or, like, talk about who we thought had done it at this point because we know everything and we're just waiting for everybody to play catch up. I um, think, hold on, I do have a weird point. Whenever, uh, at the very beginning of the episode, whenever the guy dies, there's that, like, uh, flash cut, right, where it shows, like, him getting shot. And my memory feels like uh, the show shows us somebody entered the room he was in and shoots him. Am I misremembering that? I think you're misremembering, but I, I, okay. I can't say. Because I remember thinking, like, this show lied to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that happened, but... Uh, okay. I will say this was a still an entertaining episode. Um, uh, Conan then determines that he has the evidence after he sees Matsuo taking a phone call. And he's ready to put on his deduction show. I thought this was really fun because he drags Kogoro to the room by telling him Yoko Okino's there, which is like, it's so easy to manipulate Kogoro, which is really fun. Love it. Relatable. You just got to use his like horniness against him. <laughs> um, after he knocks him out, he finds two TV workers and he asks them for their paint gun and a television camera. And then he sets it up so Kogoro can do a live broadcast within the building itself, which is really cool. And then just before Matsuo is about to leave, Mori begins his detective show and he says that Matsuo is going to play the part of the murderer tonight. Uh, the press barge into the room and they start asking Megari questions. And this is like a really funny scene where you like, he's like, oh, one second. And he, so he tries to compose himself. He's slapping himself in the face. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I look a little overweight. And uh, it's like just he, he also like does a slightly different voice. While he's talking to the press. Like you can yeah, see him trying like to project, an which is really funny. Uh, he lays out the facts of the case and how Matsuo could have done it uh, from what they currently know. Kogoro then explains that the storage room makes it all possible. And that's when the television director tells the cameraman to broadcast the murder reveal nationwide. And so, like, it's just going out to everybody, which is so this cool. This is good shit. Yeah. Um, Conan makes an appearance as Kogoro's assistant, and that's when we see one of the detective boys, Ayumi. She's out shopping that's with her so parents. Cute. And she's like, so oh, cute. there's Conan. <laughs> On TV. Yeah, I thought that was a really nice addition. Like, it also fits into what we've been talking about a lot of them just like fitting in. And this might have been in the manga as well, but um, I'm not completely sure. But like just how they kind of cram in the detective boys and everything, which I'm a right. fan for. So Hell yeah. Conan, they know what's good. Kenan then explains that Matsuo leaned out of the window to aim three floors below and then shot the culprit. To demonstrate how it was done, Conan pretends to be falling, so Megari opens the windows to try to grab him. And that's when Conan shoots him with the paint gun, and then he drops the pistol inside. And he managed to make Sua look up by saying he was going to jump rather after calling him on his cell phone. So I thought that was a fun little demonstration. Love uh, the idea of Megari, Megari thinking that Kogoro is just going to let him fall. <laughs> well he does just kind of like lazily stay there while he uh does his deductions <laughs> imagine if kogoro was cool enough to to like pull all this off on his own oh god he'd be the best character <laughs> as for the other bullet holes they were planted beforehand matsuro asks if kogoro has any evidence and he says that the murderer made one mistake he never turned off his cell phone then asks him to redial the last number that he called the detective does it and that's when the victim's cell phone begins ringing. This is after he said he didn't have his phone number. So, And uh, also, Kogoro used the phone during the show. So he couldn't act like uh, anybody else used his phone. 
Matsuya then admits to the crime. He says it was a mistake to have Koguro on today. He says that the two, that him and the, the person he killed came up with the TV program together. And the deal was that Suwa would take credit for the show and that Matsuya would start in it. However, he was going to be replaced. And that's why he killed him. Then remarks that the two had more fun coming up with the show than doing it. And remorsefully states, like they say, there's more fun in the festival preparation than in the festival itself. But I guess realizing this after the festival is over is too late. No one fucking says that. Everybody says that. No one says that. I always say there's more fun in the festival preparation than the festival itself. Who's this guy? Sua? Is that his name? Oh, this is Matsuo. Matt, right, Sua died. Matsuo. What a fucking dork. I hate him. At least he's not calling a computer his friend. I would prefer that. This computer <laughs> is my friend. I let it down. I made a program not to help people, but to kill. He's the lamest. Matsuo, a decent guy. I'd say. A good shot. Yeah, good shot. He can shoot people. Um, is not friends with computers. Not friends with computers. Or dogs. You know, that John guy. John! John! I'm sorry, John. I'm sorry, John. <laughs> God. Yeah, a lot of the villains are really lame, Conan. I gotta say. <laughs> Especially watching back, it's like, you guys suck. I'm really waiting for, like, the Black Organization to come in. And I'm really hoping that they all suck, too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're gonna suck as much as like my my only friend was a computer. <laughs> <laughs> so solemn about it too. Uh, but what do you think of like just um, the case getting broadcasted worldwide? Because we've been talking about for a while how we've seen Kegro's you know popularity start to soar through throughout the series. You know he even got invited on this TV show to begin with, and now. He's solving a case on live television. It's kind of crazy to see. Yeah, I didn't really think about that. Uh, I guess, yeah, I like how the show is playing with the popularity of Kogoro. I think one of the difficult things is that they're not establishing really where he's at. They we we know he's popular. We don't know like to what degree, and so I'm interested to see if like our kids gonna know who he is. Is like is he a world renowned star? Is he like mostly just a jet in Japan? Like, that's what I'm waiting for. Yeah, and God knows it's going to his head. And uh, we see that oh, yeah. in the the ending scene here. Kegaro wakes up. <laughs> he's congratulated for his great work by Megari. And then he's like, what are they talking about? And Kegaro's like, oh, you had a great deduction. He tries to sneak off, but Kegaro actually gets suspicious. And it's like he's putting this all together. He's like, what are you doing here? Yeah, so close. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I keep getting knocked out. You're always around. <laughs> and like Yoko's not here. It's like why do <laughs> I love I always... how he says like I'm gonna get to the bottom of this, and then Yoko shows up. Yeah, they go outside the the door, and Yoko Akino's actually there. And then he totally loses track of any suspicions against Conan. And he's just happy to take credit and talk to his idol, and uh it's so good. He makes the grossest face at the end of the episode. <laughs> wow, like if there was a beautiful idol girl. Like congratulating you, wouldn't you just be on cloud nine? Uh, <laughs> Make that sort of voice. Yes. Like his tongue is sticking out as he laughs. Oh, uh, I hate that's it. how I am around all women. Actually, that's probably why I'm not very successful around them. But uh, I can't help it. You know, I thought Kogoro would be a good role model, but 
as it turns out. Yeah, I see a ladium. <laughs> Just like that. Yep. And we get the next Conan's hint for next week. It's a bathroom door. <laughs> These always rule. <laughs> so keep that in Watch mind. Watch out. Bathroom door. Bathroom door. It's the, the greatest murder weapon since cat. <laughs> oh, man. We need another gun. That ruled. That legitimately <laughs> ruled. Because it's usually this, like, trite shit that, like, you just see in the episode and you wouldn't really think twice about it. But that one's like, gun. <laughs> that did. That was awesome. Oh, man. Yeah. man well, imagine if the person died, but it wasn't from a gunshot. <laughs> That'd be so much better. God. Kevin's so good. Uh, good show. And uh, we have an even better episode, though, next, which is yeah. episode 32, the coffee shop murder case, which aired September 9th, 1996. And this actually piggybacks off of the tv murder case so uh it's good to have them back to back like we were doing it worked out and we get to meet one of my favorite characters that uh i'd mentioned earlier like a couple episodes ago that she existed and uh, i was excited about you getting to see her soon and uh i didn't know it was actually this soon so i'm very excited to hear your thoughts on airy which is uh oh, ron's yeah. mother was it two weeks ago, really? Is that no, a couple ago weeks ago? But okay, I think I mentioned it during. It might have been like two weeks ago because it was like the. I think it was at the, uh, the end of season one because we went over like characters and stuff. That's right. I think yeah, it yeah, might yeah. have been then. Yeah, it was quick. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know. we're moving fast in Cannonville. We'll be we'll be done with the season two before you know it. On to movies. Oh boy, fifty more seasons. Yeah, that's the problem. It seems like we're making <laughs> progress, but then there's just so many episodes and we're not actually making any progress. <laughs> and then, like, there will come to a point where, like, we'll be caught up and then the show will still be fucking going. And then we'll have to, <laughs> yeah, like, we'll still be trapped. Watch the 100 episodes that were dubbed. So we'll just be doing <laughs> the same episodes over again. <laughs> oh, God. So just wait this until you hell. see this episode again, but with English voice <laughs> acting. It's Jimmy Kudo instead of Shinichi. Jimmy Kudo, yeah. <laughs> I love it. That'll happen in one day. I'm, I'm, I'm 100% sure the show will still be going when we catch up, and we're just fucking living this nightmare forever. What is a... Oh, God, what's her name in the show? I forget now. Rachel Moore? Or who? Rachel. No, who no, are you no. asking about? Um, Ron's mom. Ari. Ari. What's her, like, American name? I don't know. That's a good question. Let's find out. Is it, like, Sarah? Detective. Jennifer. No. Eva. Eva. Oh. Eva Kadan. Kadan. Yeah. So <laughs> she Ari sounds like Kisaki. a magician. <laughs> what a good English name. Eva. And then Koger is Richard Moore. I remember that. <laughs> Richard. Yeah. Well, he is a dick. So it's really like just <laughs> yeah. the proper name. Uh, they knew. They knew what they were doing. They really did. And uh, so this episode has a really fun start to it as Ron's leaving the house and she stopped by Conan. He asked her. If, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, where are you going? Are you into the movies? I'll go. I'll go with you. She's like, no, I'm going on a date with Shinichi. And if, if my dad found out, he'd be really angry. So please keep it a secret. 
So Kennedy's like, okay, see you later. And then he's, he's sitting back down by the window and he's watching Ron walk by and he's like, man, it's really cool. Uh, she, is she really that excited about going on a date with me? She's really dressed up. <laughs> and then he's like, wait, I'm Shinichi. She can't be going on a date with me. Oh, this was good. Like, <laughs> like he's such a super sleuth, and then he's just like totally oblivious when it comes to women. It's really great. Love it. He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> There's a nice touch in the manga because he's he's still in his pajamas. Oh, that's good. So it's like he just woke up. I appreciate how they like zone they like zone out and they show like Shinichi behind Conan. Yeah. And he's just like blank died. <laughs> it's a really good scene. Like, she's, oh, such a, this episode has a lot of good comedy in it. Um, it's good. Kenny is surprised by Ron lying to him, but he's like, "Who cares? He ran dates." So then, like, it hard cuts to him <laughs> sitting by Ron since he tagged along anyways. He's like, "Oh, I wanted to see Shinichi." Oh man! And then Ron says that the person today isn't actually him; instead, it's a person who's very important to me. She then asks Conan to go home, but he refuses. Then Ron decides to buy Conan a cake that he can take home. Conan then says that'll figure this out with his top-notch observational skills. Who does she think she is? Yeah. First uh, first come in is a brunette woman. She yells at the waitress with coffee. Conan doubts it's her because Rand wouldn't be like hanging out with somebody with such an awful attitude. Next, uh, a man enters, and he's writing his thesis, so he wants a quiet seat, so it's probably not him. Another woman comes in with a business suit. She says that she's waiting on someone that hasn't arrived yet. She says that she'll have a coffee and Ken remarks how beautiful she is. And then he notices that she's a lawyer. And then after looking at her for a bit, he thinks she's like really mad at him. So he like shrieks away in fear. And uh, that's our first introduction to what would turn out to be Ron's mother. What was your first impression of her? Did you think I, did you think that was a more important character or did you just think it was just like a one off like everybody else? I think they play it pretty well. I love that the first thing Conan says is like damn, she's hot. <laughs> <laughs> um let's see. I'm trying to think. I think uh for this episode as far as the episode is concerned, I think they do a really good job of setting her up as the possible suspect, which was really interesting. Uh because we had talked about her before, I knew who this was. Cause she's a hottie. And so I knew what was going down. I knew how this episode was going to play out the second she walked in, but, uh, um, well, I really enjoyed the structure and how they sort of, I'm sad. I'm sad. And you weren't surprised. <laughs> uh, I still felt like it was, yeah, I experienced what was supposed to be. experienced. Yeah. Uh, a large man then enters and he says that he springed his ring finger. That finger is important. Uh, during rugby practice, but that, uh, but Conan decides that it wouldn't be him since he's not waiting on anyone. The brunette woman then goes to use the restroom and she uh, asks for where the location was. But then she says that she already knew it was unisex. So Conan finds that's a bit odd. And another man arrives and he's waiting for a girl that isn't here yet. And so Conan's like, oh, is it this fucker? And uh, <laughs> he's instantly jealous. He already hates this guy without like a reason. But the guy winds up giving him every reason to hate him. Um, he gets a phone call from a friend, and he's like, yeah, I met this girl at the TV station the other day. And so Kenan's thinking of that episode from Last Case, and he's like, when I make a girl mine, I do what I want with her. And he does that face that Koguro does, <laughs> where his like, tongue sticks out, and he just starts <laughs> laughing. 
<laughs> I took a screenshot of that face. It was such a good face. It was hilarious. Like, oh my god. Just two dudes being bros. He's like, I'll make sure the other girls don't find out about her. He's so cool. That's my favorite character from this episode. Oh, I love the what this turns out to be at the end of the episode too. Conan's like instantly pissed off, and he goes up to him and he's about to like just <laughs> use his fucking he's a kill super powered shoes and smash his face in. But then the waitress is like, "Is there an Edagawa here?" And so he takes a phone call. It's from Rob. Man's life. She says that the cash register is broken at the cake shop, so she can't get her change. She then asks if anyone is looking for her, and Kenan's like, yeah, a person with long hair was. And she's like, okay, that's so weird. They usually wear it up. And then um, the guy like changes his hair into a ponytail. So Kenan's still confirmed with his suspicions that it's that dude. Um, the register then is fixed, and Ron says she'll be back soon. Uh, the young man that Kenan hates uh, goes back to the bathroom. Then he screams, so Kenan rushes there. Uh, he finds a bunch of blood coming out of a locked restroom. Kenan uses powered-up shoes to leap to the top of the door, which is cool. I didn't know no one questions just it. jump super high because of them. Yeah, no one. It's all normal. No one makes anything about it. Well, maybe he, maybe people just thought he had hops. You know, he had hops. What are those moon shoes? He had are like some Nike Airs, man. He was going up in the air. I just like how he turns a knob. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the, the victim is that brunette woman from earlier who was asking where the bathroom was. Uh, Ron then arrives back, but there's a whole murder case about, so she can't get inside the building. She worries that the person she was meeting was involved in it. Uh, Megary arrives and gets the details of the case from Conan, and it turns out that the victim was a part-time worker that was stabbed through the heart with a knife. As far as, like, violent crimes go, like, this is pretty up there, like, Straight up stabbing yeah. someone in the heart. Kind of cool. Her face was like very haunting too. Yeah. It reminded me of the the sword attack episode. Oh, Do you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Just people screaming. The and art director. Stuck like that. Damn. Yeah. It's There's intense. also strangle marks around her neck. Uh, he dismisses it as a petty thief that freaked out when she saw his face. He points out that the window's open and that there's a deserted alleyway outside. All of her items in the bag are scattered and her wallet is empty. However, Ken tells Megary that the window is too clean. And then the lawyer, who apparently has a history with Megary, she calls him the assistant inspector instead of his actual title of inspector. Because he got promoted, apparently. Uh, says that the boy's right. He asks why she, uh, Megary asks why she's there. And she says she just happened to be in the shop. She then says that the victim had to have splattered bl- uh, blood onto the culprit how they were stabbed and the window has no blood that isn't normal and that a person that is so confused to leave a knife behind wouldn't clean up the blood she then says that they left the knife behind because they couldn't carry it back with them so the murderer has to be one of the customers so the call is coming from inside the house Kyle it was Conan who did you think was the killer at this point um that is a good question uh, I went back and forth on this one a lot um Ultimately, I ended up on who it would eventually be just because, as we know with this show, it's like the guy that they try to make the least susceptible. But at first, I thought it was the 
guy who came in to finish his thesis paper or whatever. Yeah, I who's like immediately called dude out. That was just horny because he's probably just horny. Yeah, whom whom amongst us? She then uh, explains that the culprit escaped from the top of the stall, and that it's possible for an adult to get through. She then says there's water and paper to clean off the blood, so it's possible that they left without trace. Uh, there's also a lock on the door, so the room would be sealed as it happened. Kenan says he knows who went into the restroom. The order they went in was the rugby player, the student, the guy with the ponytail, and then the lawyer. She tells Kenan, well done for remembering, and he's struck with fear. So we, we keep seeing Kenan just utterly terrified of this like very unassuming, nice-looking woman. That's what happens when you see somebody who's hot. I know. Isn't that the truth? Um, <laughs> everyone gives their alibis. And, uh, yeah, so Ari and the student uh, can get through the top, but nobody else can. Uh, a rope is then found under the student's table, but he says he uses it to tie his books together. And then Kenny says he can't actually be the killer because he came to the restroom before the victim. He believes that the victim was asking uh, where the bathroom was was to be a signal and that it has to be the lawyer who committed the crime. So Conan believes it was Rand's mother that killed this woman. I think like if you didn't know who she was, right, like this episode would have a lot of tension because I think it really sets her up to be the one. And as we've as we've seen, I think past episodes like um, I think it's. Oh man, what episode is it? uh Oh, uh, the Moonlight Sonata case, right? There was that twist where it turned out to be the character who was nice and like friendly. Yeah, and they and were helping follows. with the investigation too. Right. Like, like she is. they turned out to be the the actual villain. And I think this episode sort of structurally fit that same formula, but of course it's going for something different as we see. So Kenan takes a look at the knife and then he wonders why there's uh blood on the handle. He also notices a small part of the blade that doesn't have any blood on it. Uh, he then notices that there's actually blood on his hands. He realized he did it. He did it. Yes, Kevin did it. He's the real murderer. Take what, him to jail. What a shocking twist that would be. <laughs> what would the rest of the show be? <laughs> just Koguro? Question. Yeah, just focus on Koguro. At least we'll He's never just, like, see him up everything. bars. It's true. Uh, he then notices, um, he realizes that a different trick was used and there's only one person that could have done it. However, he doesn't have any evidence. The lawyer then yells at Conan for grabbing the evidence. So she, it's it's funny in retrospect because she's very much being like her husband, scolding Conan for interfering. So That's true. I didn't pick up on that. <laughs> it's kind of cute, like how similar they are in some ways. Conan yeah. um, th- then notices a wedding ring on her hand and then he realizes that's the evidence he needs Kenan checks the top of the bathroom stall and there's blood still there Kenan says it's strange that was at the top of the door as sorry it was at the top of the door that the body was blocking and that the culprit would use the toilet uh, because they would normally use the toilet to climb over to the next stall Kenan says that maybe something was tied to the knife Maggie puts it together that the killer stabbed the victim got out of the stall and then took the knife out the lawyer then explains that the person went over the top wasn't the murderer, but actually the dead body. And that's how the blood got there. So they were actually stabbed outside the stall rather than within it. And the actual culprit is Tanayama, the rugby player. How big is rugby? 
in Japan? I don't, it can't be that big. I think it's only big in like fucking Australia. And they're like, "Oi, let's play some some rugby, mate." Don't they, don't they do that dance before the game too? I don't know, do they? It's the thing that the Rock does. God, I'm I'm very uncultured right now. Rugby the, dance. It's like a oh god. The haka. Yeah, that. It's, it's really intense. I don't know what it means, but it's cool. Uh, they do vigorous movements and stamping of the feet. The rhythmically shouted accompaniment. Interesting. I love it. It's just like two crowds of dudes screaming at each other. He says that the uh, the murderer says that the police can arrest him without evidence. The lawyer says that he... And the lawyer confirms that, saying he'd be released within hours uh, if he was arrested right now. Kidden points out that his finger is wrapped... And then it's shown that it, the wrong finger is bandaged. Earlier, his ring finger was bandaged, but now it's his middle finger. And uh, Conan says that the string he used with the knife is still on him. Uh, and after he's been exposed, the killer charges the lawyer. And then she uses a judo toss to throw him on his ass, which is really cool. So we find out that this chick's a total badass, as well as total haughty, which is cool. <laughs> and Conan's like, huh, I've seen that move before. And uh, the murderer gets arrested, and the modem was that they were having an affair, and that he didn't want his wife to know about it. They kind of quickly get past the the motive part because it's not really important here. What did you think when you saw her fucking judo tossing a dude? That was dope. Um, I love it when Rhonda's like karate stuff. So seeing that she also like Kogoro is just a judo master. Apparently, she yeah. owns. Everybody's a badass in this family. Hell yeah. <laughs> it rules. So Conan leaves and he's like, man, I still got to do something about this man that Ron's meeting. So once she arrives, Conan loudly asks him, hey, what did you mean by when you make a girl yours that you can do whatever you want with her? Um, <laughs> but it turns out it wasn't actually uh, Ron that he was meeting. It was actually Sonico, our favorite boy chasing sweetheart. And she gets really mad. Her face gets red and she slaps the guy. So that she didn't deserve that. A really fun scene. And then the lawyer arrives and she's like, man, I tell you not to wear such short skirts. You'll get a cold. And so we find out that's actually her such mother. a mom thing. Oh, so sweet. Um, so give me your thoughts on her being Ron's mother. Um, so I guess we should back up a little bit. Whenever we first talked about this. Uh, we were talking about our favorite characters from Conan, which was when we watched the season finale. And so uh, as we were having that discussion, it sort of extended off air. So um, I jumped on the Conan Wikipedia page and I was just like browsing. So I saw a couple like black organization members, like, cause it's all funny. Cause they're all named after drinks, which I think is very yeah, like stupid. Gin, vodka. It's, they're just the most ridiculous name. Bourbon. Right. Yeah, but, yeah, and uh, I I believe the I one stumbled. they're searching for now, like currently in the manga, his name is Rum. His name is Rum. Yeah. See, all these names suck. These code names suck, and they're gonna run out of alcoholic drinks if the no, show. I just keeps wait running. until they introduce Soju. Soju. <laughs> yeah, I still. Oh man, I still think back to that first episode, <laughs> and I had no idea what the bit was. <laughs> I was like, okay. It just fell so flat. It wasn't even a bad joke. It just fell <laughs> so flat. It was the first yeah. thing he said. 
It would have been good if I <sighs> if anyone knew. God, it was so, it's so funny. Yeah, it's it's a great way to open the podcast. I think what a good sequence. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so like I stumbled upon uh, her, uh, Ari, and she jumps at you because she's the best character in the whole dang show. Clearly, um, she's got the looks, she's got the judo uh, facts, and she's got Ron being her daughter. She's, she's a lawyer. Got, too. She's got all the points. So See a hottie in oh, business attire. That's true. When we were talking about Ooh. this, when I first stumbled upon her, uh, the thing that I think I got most interested in was because you had teased that there's like episodes with her in the courtroom, like Ace. Oh God, was that? Yeah, game almost called? like Ace Attorney. Yeah, Ace Attorney. I tried to say Ace Detective. We'll get we'll Not get lawyer episodes, which I actually yeah. haven't seen yet. So I'm excited oh. to get to those too because I've never because those are anime originals that I've never. So actually like seen. 500 episodes from now, we'll get to it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think the first one's like 300, so we're, we're not that far. <laughs> and we're like almost at 25. Is that where we're at? God, we're at 32. Oh, we're at 32. Okay. Or 31, sorry, or something like that. We are Two at Two steps forward, one step back. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think Aerie's very cool. I like how you can sort of see how uh, Kogoro is so silly and Aerie is so serious that Ron sort of meets him in the middle you know yeah and um let me get into the ending bit of the episode and i'll transition to more of her personality um but uh, after the ending song kenan is constantly hiding behind ron because he's intimidated by eerie kenan remembers how he'd play with ron as a kid and they'd always get yelled at by her by her mom and he said it made my body develop a negative reaction to just seeing you <laughs> That was funny. And this was my favorite part of the episode. We learned more about Kagero and Aerie's relationship. She says that she left home 10 years ago. Ron suggests that the, the time might be right for them to get back together. Then she calls him a lazy, dirty, perverted drunk. Which, like, as much as we love Kagero, is kind of yeah, accurate. she ain't wrong. She ain't wrong. And she says that she hates him. She says that the, her father only gave her two good things. Ron and the judo throw that she used earlier. <laughs> and the judo throw yeah ron's like that. why did you marry him then and she says that they were childhood friends and that she still wears her the only reason she wears her wedding ring is because it keeps the dirty men away uh then ron notices uh Kogar is actually on tv as a replaying the investigation the tv case that we saw that aired live on television and um however like she's like hey mom look at that and then as soon as she, they look, they show the part where he does that fake phone call where he's like chatting up that baby. He's like, hey, let's have a hot night out, baby. <laughs> and she's oh, just God, totally pissed it. off. And she's like, I'm not coming home anytime soon. And Ron, be careful of your detective childhood friend. Make sure the same thing doesn't happen to you. She, the second she, knows, she said that, I was a... Uh... I was thinking she was meaning Conan. <laughs> no. So I was very confused. But obviously, yeah, she means Shinichi. Yeah, and, uh, because she knows, like, uh, you know, the peril of childhood love. She's been there. Yeah, you think of it as, like, this... Because, like, it's used a lot. And, like, it's it's used a lot in Conan, even. Because um, we'll meet other, like, childhood friend couples later on in the series. Um, so it's not just Conan and Ron. But, uh, you know, it's a real well-known trope. And then, like, it's cool how uh, Eerie and Kogoro 
are also you know childhood friends but they didn't have like the happy ending because they're separated and you know will they get back together who knows we've got 900 plus episodes <laughs> to figure that out but uh you know obviously it's been very rocky she left home 10 years ago and they haven't re- uh, reconciled but they're not divorced they're just separated at the moment so that's important to remember that is um, pretty crazy I also love this. I don't know if it's teasing what will eventually happen, but I really do enjoy the idea of Conan being really heavily involved in how Aerie changes her perspective on Kogoro and like that leads to them getting back together. Yeah. It's also just very funny. This like the idea of like Kogoro's passed out a hundred percent and that's when Aerie's like, Oh yeah, he's cool now. <laughs> yeah. It'll be interesting to see how it evolves from there. Um, you know, maybe, 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 you know, I think we saw during the season one finale, I think we saw some, some growth from Kogoro. So it'll be interesting if he can display more of that going forward, if he can share that side of him to Eri that he is more responsible and he's not just the pervert looking down, like waiting for the wind to gust up women's, uh, you know, skirts while he <laughs> sits outside looking through the window. Uh. So like. That'll be interesting going forward, but yeah, Aerie is worth it, Kogro. Yeah, I thought he's got to do it. I I thought that was a very good episode. I did love it. Yeah, the surprise, just the the structure of it. I think it plays with the Conan tropes that we've already come to expect, which I thought was really fun. Um, and yeah, Aerie turns out to be an awesome character. And uh, is she gonna be like in the show frequently, or is this like a is she gonna be in it as much as like Sonico is in it? She's in it less than Sonico. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't say that. You'll see her again in episode... I've been so let down. <laughs> Do you want to know when we'll see her again? Yeah. 96. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like She's a pretty good reoccurring character, especially with the, the anime, because they have you know episodes based around her. But she's not a constant thing. Like, like even like Dr. Gasa and stuff, like they appear more often than she sure. does but uh when she's there it usually weird. means bigger things so i think sure that makes a, a, a good thing because you know it's like she's a bigger deal when she does appear um, you know i would expect some of these characters to like be more frequent in this show if this was a different kind of show you know oh, like agasa would have been in, like you haven't met episode. like like nine tenths of the cast yet <laughs> oh god which is the crazy <laughs> thing uh, i like, don't know how to feel about this i could just name off names and you'd have no clue who the fuck they were <laughs> do one just pull a name in Mawako Sato yeah who the fuck is that <laughs> Haizo Hattori Haizo Hattori Shuichi Akai James Black James Black yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're making these up Ethan Hondu that sounds so made up Corn. <laughs> Corn with a K. Why? <laughs> Wait, why is he named Corn? Kaito Kuroba. Like Kaito Kuroba? Nope. He sounds like that Yu-Gi-Oh guy. Seto Kaiba. <laughs> oh, there's so many characters, man. So many. Why? Why? You know? Like, can we just have Kogoro have some character development? No, we need to add 500,000 <laughs> more characters. <laughs> Oh, God. It's going to be wild. Masumi Sira. 
Sounds like a syrup brand. <laughs> God, there are so many characters for you to meet. Who, let me ask you this. Who is the most inconsequential character? Um, hmm. I think everybody serves a purpose for the most part. I don't know if there are any, like, inconsequential. Like, there's people that definitely, like, have their arc and then, you know, bounce out from the story. But um, they all have, like, an important purpose. So I don't think there's, like, anybody that just has nothing to offer. uh, I'm trying to think of all the characters that I know of. There's a lot that you'll meet here soon. Um, Also, we we didn't meet it yet. But Ari has a cat that we'll get to meet. She's got a cat? She's a cat lady? Yep. Dude, if... That gives her bonus points. If she hasn't been with her husband in 10 years, she's definitely buying a cat. <laughs> she's definitely... Let's be real. Did she take the cat in the... Whenever she left? Or do you think she, like, went and bought a cat? I think she bought the cat after. Yeah. She was lonely. Yeah, and, like, Kogro's, like, against cats. Hmm, maybe. I can see it. We'll find I out. can see it. And, uh, next week, we have... Three episodes for you guys. We're going to be watching the Detective Boys Survival Case. Hell yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I don't think we mentioned... Did we mention the next kind of... Oh, oh sorry. We didn't. Next Conan's hint for that episode is Treasure Map. So we. Oh, right. So let's put this together. We have the Detective Boys and Treasure going on. The Goonies. How can that not be awesome? Yeah. Hyped. And then we have a two-parter that we'll be doing all in one go, which is the Mountain Villa Bandaged Man murder case. And this is a good case here, so I think you'll have a lot of fun with that one, Kyle, watching that. What a string of episodes we've had. Season two. It's it's going strong. Yeah, it's all been good so far. Um, yeah. Even like the two, like I really enjoyed the two TV original ones. Uh Really excited for this Detective Boys case because I, I know how much you love those kids and so do I. Um, not in a Jeffrey Epstein type of way, just <laughs> just to put that out there. Totally yeah. normal <laughs> way. But uh, yeah, we got the kids going after treasure. How can it not be a, a blast, you know? Oh boy, I'm excited. Conan's looking up. Yeah, I feel like ever since We're we hit that season one finale, this show has just been like up and up and up. It's been almost surprising. We're all building to the first film, too, at the end of the season. Very exciting. Do people really like that first movie? Or is it just like it exists? Um, I think it's fondly remembered. I, I can't tell you a ton about it off the top of my head. I think I remember some elements, but I wouldn't want to spoil it either way. But I think it's solid. Um, sure. I mean, it had to have a good enough reception for them to still be making Conan films to this day. <laughs> yeah, you know? a billion movies. Yeah, we have a lot of movies to watch. Holy shit. Like Are the movies canon? Uh, sorry, what did you say? Are the movies canon? Uh, I, I guess they're kind of canon for the like anime's purpose, but they usually don't have like any like plot advancement. Although... Um, Is it like the Pokemon movies? Basically, they don't conflict, but nothing major with the plot happens during them. Even if sure. they're like major events. You know what I mean? And um, right. later on in the anime, they start doing tie-in episodes that like serve as either a prequel to the film or a sequel to the film. So I guess mm-hmm. they are canon from that standpoint, but they don't impact like the core story. Sure. 
You because, like fun side stories that yeah, like there blow are, up. There are 24 movies plus that uh, Lupin the third one. So 25. There's just as many Conan movies as there are James Bond movies. <laughs> and I'll tell you which are better. Detective Conan. <laughs> Let me tell you about the Time Bomb Skyscraper. Tell me what that has nothing on Octopussy. <laughs> what, oh, a, God. what a film. We are, we are in for a long journey, Kyle. I just keep thinking about like the premise of the show. Like, oh, he took the drug and now he's a kid. And it's just like, that's not really what this show is. <laughs> How would you describe it? What's the proper premise? Um, a little boy solves cases. Okay. Yeah. You don't really need to know why he's a little boy. You know? Yeah. And I think that's, we'll have to get some more guests in on the show. We haven't had one in a while. Yeah. But, uh, that's a good idea. Because I do think it's perfect even if, as long as it's not a super plot-heavy episode, like, uh, like I wouldn't want somebody that ha- that hasn't knows nothing about the show to watch, like, the season one finale. Sure. Yeah. But I think, like, for most episodes, like, the two episodes we saw today, like, maybe you wouldn't get, like, the big pop over the person being the mom, but you'd still enjoy both episodes and you enjoy the core, like, mysteries from them. So, right. you know, it's a very easy show to just pick up and start watching even if the like main plot line can get convoluted and like, oh, I have to remember the stuff that happened like ninety seven episodes ago. <laughs> I mean, that's sure. particularly worse with the the anime than the manga because you know it's a lot more streamlined with the manga. But we're in it right. for the long haul. We're not we're not skipping any anime original. We know there's value to be had. We know that you can't just dismiss them as filler because. We've gotten so much entertaining. We, we learned about John the dog through an anime-only episode. Hell yeah. Could you imagine not knowing about John? I feel like it'd be a totally different podcast. Yeah, because we wouldn't, we wouldn't like, randomly going, John! <laughs> oh, John! We have, like, three jokes. I'm sorry, John! <laughs> we, yeah, we'd be down to two jokes if we didn't watch that episode. That's true. So that's why we watch the anime originals. Um, <laughs> Kyle, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me at Spirit and Soul, like the city, S-E-O-U-L. You can follow me at Tyler Treese, and you can follow the podcast at Case underscore Reopened. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. We hit a nice uh, milestone with our downloads um, did. last week, a thousand downloads for the show. Yeah, thank Which, you. Uh, yeah, we didn't think anybody would listen to us talk about detective cannon but we've yeah why do you we've got a nice follow don't answer it. Uh, the show keeps increasing each week on amount of downloads which is very kind so very very happy with how the show's gone off uh, if you listen on itunes we'd love it if you actually uh posted a review there and gave us a rating that would uh, mean a lot we'll read it on the show so if you want to send a message to us you can do that you can also tweet at us we already gave out our twitter and you know just we have our DMs open, so you can just DM us if you want. Anything you want. Anything you want. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to hear from other Conan fans, especially with how long the show's lasted. I feel like right. you can go through a lot of shit while watching Conan, you know? Like, you can <laughs> get married, get divorced, you know? You can Be separated have, from your wife for 10 years. Yeah, come back to her <laughs> all while Conan's still running. So Damn. we want to know, like, what got you into Conan? How, you know, how your fandom has persisted. Have you been a constant fan? 
Like I was off and on throughout the years, but you know, I always enjoyed it and it was something I always meant to get back to, even if I wasn't regularly reading or watching it. So it always had like a place in my mind space. Uh, you know, we want to hear from you guys. So give us a shout out there. And, uh, next week we'll be back with those three episodes that I outlined there and, uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.